0: Welcome to another episode of the Strive for 25 podcast where our team is helping people build their financial freedom and one of the things we talk a lot about is saving and investing 25% of one's income and I'm your host Joel Farrell and each week we dig into the ways that people are generating more income to be able to save more money and the ways that they are investing that hard-earned dollar and lastly the how. How people are making these changes? Because again, we're talking about changes. We're talking about changing behaviors. But let's get into today's content so we can help you on your financial journey towards living a life with the power of choice. All right, welcome to another episode of the Strive Twenty Pat Podcast. Joel Farrell here. And I've got another amazing guest, M- Michael. Please introduce yourself to our guest today.
1: Hey, so my name is Michael Fritz Hughes. Everybody calls me Fritz because um, I don't understand. I have an eye chart for a last name. I'm a multi I run a couple of companies, one with my wife and one by myself and glad to meet you today.
0: Yeah, I've been looking forward to this for a while. I mean, you've got a lot of uh, stuff that you dig into, you know, a little bit of a, of a tech expertise as well, I think. So you're in the podcast world, you've got another business that you guys run together. Uh, so, you know, as an entrepreneur, your own story you know, how you got to where you got. And so looking forward to digging. So can you, again, explain some of the different businesses that you're involved in right now? As your face is coming in and off the screen here.
1: Sorry. Exactly. So the two businesses I've got, one is it's like, it's a full service podcast agency, but it's really built from the ground up to help with coaching. So people that are in the coaching space, people that are wanting to attract more of the kind of client that they help the best, we design podcasts to, bring more of those people in because I found that coaches are just really, really good at communicating. You know, they, they ply their craft through the spoken word. So if we give them a microphone and we give them a good funnel where more of those kind of people come in and they can have those conversations. There's a higher likelihood that they're going to become clients later on of those coaches. So while it's a podcast agency, it's really in the lead generation space. That's the takeaway. That's what they get. And the other business is a clean living products company. And what I mean by clean living is zero chemicals, zero artificial, anything, zero crap. And it's actually, the name of the company is called Exactly Zero. And I run that with my wife, Charlotte, and we have four girls, ages 6, 8, 11, and 12. They help as well. And, you know, we build it, we, we make all these different products. We have more than 60 products that we make out of our home, and we've only really been in business like less than two years, but we've been making these products for ourselves for more than 10. So my brain gets a complete workout every single day. It's like either I'm doing techie stuff or I'm doing smell good stuff. You know, if I get, you know, wore out doing one or the other, I can just switch over and do something else. So it's crazy, but I love it. I love it. So
0: you mentioned two years in business with uh, the clean products space and then the podcast side of things,
1: how long have you been involved with that? Well, the podcast company, uh Podcastify Me is the name of it. It's been in existence for a little more than a year. Actually, LinkedIn told me that my one-year anniversary happened this week. So, you know, my LinkedIn's been blown up with congrats on the work anniversary. I'm like, What work anniversary? Oh, podcastify me. Cool. Um, but I mean, I've been podcasting myself since July 2019 and the type of thing that i do with Podcastify me i've been doing it for probably a couple years it wasn't officially a company until a year ago but i've been doing little bits here and there just sharpening my skills making sure i understand like how can i offer more service how can i provide even better value than what i've been doing so you know i don't think i'm ever going to arrive anywhere it's just it's an ongoing what next what next what next learning as we go and it's already opened up some doors to some different um some different offerings that i think could start up another business not a podcasting business but reusing a lot of the same technology that i use for podcastify me but it's for authors that's i can talk about that a little bit but it's really it's in its infancy it's like in the embryo stage so who knows what it's going to be at six months from now
0: so let, let's dig deeper on the podcast side of things and we'll come back to the other piece of the puzzle. Because, you know, at, at the end of the day, there's a lot of, you know, you build a business, you start from scratch. There's a lot of things that, that are similar regardless of you know the, the type of business. But at, at the end of the day, the purpose of a podcast is what?
1: It's just purpose? across the board, the purpose is what? Visibility. And what we've found is, you know, the number of new podcasts that are gonna come out. And I've I heard somebody say there's gonna be five hundred thousand more in twenty twenty-three that haven't even been conceived of yet, they're gonna hit. And the reason why people make a podcast is they wanna be visible, they wanna be seen, they wanna be heard, they've got some kind of message that they wanna share with the world. And now that people are used to the medium, like podcasting 20 years ago was like I don't even think it was called that. Back then, but when they started saying, Oh, hey, I've got a podcast, I mean, it was like cutting edge, like what you've got to have, like all kinds of crazy equipment and stuff. And I mean, here you've got a microphone, I'm in my truck, we're doing a podcast together. It's so ubiquitous that it's not even funny. And so, how do you distinguish yourself from all the other podcasts that are out there? Well, I mean, the purpose is still visibility, but visible to the right people because now we can segment, we can. We can get our message in front of the right people, be seen and heard, invite the right kinds of guests on and be visible that way. So it's an exciting time. I mean, you know, people understand the medium. It's not new. It's not like crypto. It's not like different things that are out there that people don't understand. It's like everybody knows what a podcast is. So time to take it to the next level.
0: So visibility to the right people. You right. know, that that that's the name of the game, right? I mean, people's branding, the digital brand, you know, is becoming so much more important. People's eyes and ears and attention is becoming more important as the vehicle of medium is shifted from the traditional TV, cable, satellite to YouTube, to streaming to all kinds of the online TikToks and Instagram. So it's just an evolving industry, but to get capture someone's attention and then capture the, the right attentions is so valuable and if you Mm -hmm. can figure out that recipe that's the key right i mean to find the right people so are you okay sharing a little bit more about like how you guys find the right so you're coaching clients finding the right eyes and ears
1: Uh, yeah oh you're asking about secret sauce man yeah well
0: well, maybe maybe not the how maybe not the how but but maybe let's dig into an example of somebody that's doing their thing and then you're getting them, you know,
1: an example of their right uh, type of uh, audience. Sure thing. Well, um, one of our clients, his name's Keith. He is a business and leadership coach. He works with executives as well. And what we did when we started working with him was dig deep into who is your ideal client profile? Because if you have a persona in mind, there's gotta be like thousands more people, nearly identical. They've got the same kind of challenges, they got the same kind of personality. There's a reason why that kind of person works well with you. Then the next question is, okay, where are their concentrations of that kind of person? And usually if you're if you're doing more B2B type of work, you can find them on LinkedIn. If you're doing more B2C type work, like, you know, uh grieving spouses or something like that, like they lost a spouse or something, they're probably going to be on Facebook, more than likely. So knowing where to go find those people is key. And then structuring the messaging to say, hey, don't know if you're interested, but there is a podcast that you can come talk with this person and solve this kind of problem. And if they resonate with that message, they're going to show up. They're going to apply and they're going to schedule, and they're going to be able to talk with that coach or that mentor. And the end result is, you know, when we, and if I'm not answering the question to enough detail, let me know, but the end result is we're pulling in people from all over the world that are ready to talk about the very thing that this coach understands how to fix. And we always make sure that the coach is aware that, hey, this person should come away with a good takeaway, some kind of homework or some kind of action item or tip or something that helps with the next conversation. Always keep a clear next step. Always keep the next conversation in mind and keep following up with them, you know, because you've had an amazing 30 or 60 minute call basically with this person. Follow up with them, see how they're doing. How are they hanging in there? Because you're building relationships. That's the key. So I don't know if that Answers yeah, the question or yeah, that question no that,
0: that that that's good I mean that's exactly kind of what I was thinking so then this the coach they they are an expert at a certain field or specialty and then they're able to bring on somebody that may have a, a similar need uh for the problem that they, that this coach fixes and then the actual audience right I mean that person that's out there that's going to listen to them how, how does that fit in to the puzzle somebody so that coach, you know, what kind of audience are they attracting? Is it is it general? Is it specific?
1: It is specific. So one thing that we do is we always make sure first to play on the principle of we all have lazy brains. And I'm saying this as a human with a human brain. I promise I'm human. <laughs> I have a lazy brain, right? It takes effort to get somebody convinced to first come listen to a podcast because You're asking them to invest 30 minutes at least of their time to hear an episode. Well, what am I going to get for my 30 minutes of my time that I'm never going to get back? Well, what if you cut 30-second clips out of there? 30 seconds is a piece of cake. You can watch that sitting on the toilet. So when they watch a 30-second clip and listen and hear the conversation, and they can make that decision, the right kind of person is going to make a decision of, I think I want to go hear the rest. Either this sounds like a really engaging conversation, Or this guest sounds like they've got the same kind of problem that I know I'm dealing with, so maybe I can go glean some information from them, right? And there's a couple things that we do in order to attract the right listenership and the right guest pool. And one is we share those clips and some social media blurbs on the coaches' social media channels, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. But we also take those same teasers and those clips and those social media blurbs and we share them with the guest. We say, hey, as part of working with us, thank you for being on the show. But as part of this, we put together some cool collateral for you and all you have to do is pick one of these three teasers. We pick the three best ones out of the bunch and paste in this social media blurb. We don't want you to have to spend a ton of time figuring this out. Just stick a video in there. That's a teaser and paste in the blurb, boom, done, and just ask them to share with their network. And then there's people, because birds of a feather flock together, right? There's people that they're probably friends with or they're connected with that will resonate with that because that person shared it, that guest shared it. And they probably are like, man, if they can talk about that with my buddy Joe Schmo or whatever, I wonder if this person would talk with me. Yes, I'm going to apply to be on the show. Why would I not? So it ends up, you real quick start getting like a lot of cross-pollination, but you start attracting a lot more people. And that phenomenon is compounded with every guest you have on the show because they have their own network. So every time you have a person on, you increase the chances of finding your next best client.
0: Love it. Okay. So cutting it, putting it out there, sharing it, using the network, leveraging the network, and then doing it over and over and over. So when, when when all is said and done, you know, if you've got a coaching client, you know, and and they're doing this, you know, for a period of time, you know, what are some of their end goals or end vision of what they're trying to be able to do with their business? Scale up their clientele and their, and grow their revenue. And like how does this all fit together from a a, a longer term perspective?
1: Yeah, longer term perspective. you know, you said the word scale. That's the big thing. So a lot of people want to increase their one-to-one clientele. You know, maybe they've got the bandwidth to handle 20 clients, you know, monthly coaching clients, and they're at 12. So how do we help find eight more? Maybe they want to get to the point where they want to do group coaching, where they have, you know, a cohort of 20 people, but each person pays a certain amount. It's not the full amount that you would get with a one-to-one, understandably enough. That's another thing you know they want they want to have that group coaching program that they can funnel people into hey, if you like this episode and you think I can help you then let's talk because maybe my group coaching program would be a fit. Another Avenue is if they have a course like a digital course that they're putting together where you can get it for you know 497 a year or something like that and have access to all the course material, then that's another you know level that they can put in or they've got a book to sell or they've got a networking group, or a Facebook group, or something. You know, there's always some there's always some end goal. And that's the really cool part about podcasting, that I, I had to learn back in July 2019. I'm like, the podcast itself is not the end goal. The end goal is not for me to whip out my mic, come sit out in the truck in, you know, hottest balls weather in the middle of the summer, and record episodes. Like, my end goal, I found, was... I want to build amazing relationships because that leads to business later. And then I just figured out how to systematize it and do it at scale for myself. And then, well, I can do this for other people too. But yeah, that's that's the main thing is they want to they want to increase their clientele. They want to increase their client base. And they need a way to help people feel good and safe about working with them. Taking on a coach as a as a client is a big, big ask you got to really trust the person in order to know, Hey, I'm going to trade some financial energy to get help in areas that I know I need help with. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, 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 it's such an interesting thing. You know, the whole coaching field is is really blown, blown up. I mean, online courses, coaching, you know, and I've had a lot of people ask me, why do you spend money on? Cause I'm, I'm in sales coaching. I've been in Southwestern con, uh, consulting coaching for a number of years and something that I believe in. And, you know, the question, well, what is it, how does it work? I mean, why would, why would you spend that much time and and money into it? And, you know, when somebody asks you a question versus just telling you it's the same information, Mm -hmm. but it's just delivered in a different order of events. But that question is going to elicit a different response and force that person to respond and on their own, as opposed to just delivering it. So it's received differently. And that example by itself, you know, just paints the picture of, all, of a lot of words of how and why c- coaching can work uh, if it's done properly and that person in, invests and, and puts the time in, in, and work in. So it's just an interesting thing about, about coaching. It's just become so prevalent. People making uh, a lot of money, especially online, you know, selling yeah. this stuff online courses, just a whole, whole genre that's blowing up. Yeah. But it
1: is. Yeah. I mean, the coaching space is huge. and – you know, the value that I see in it, which I get asked that question too, and I'm not a coach. It's like, why would you pay for coaching? And it's like, you know, when you've got skin in the game financially, it makes you pay attention. It's like you paid your dues, but if you just sit there and wait for the information to come to you, it's not going to work. Okay. And a good coach will say, Hey, this person is really in it to win it. They're not, They think it's going to be spoon fed to them. But really good coaches and this this goes back to why you know podcasting is a great way for them to build clientele is asking the question gets deep deep into somebody's brain if you just give them the answer and say hey do this get back to me in two weeks it's going to be surface level but if you make them have to like haul up the water out of the well of their mind It's going to take a while, but it's going to be carving out new synapses along the way. And I do have a coach that I work with and she is a, uh, she's an NLP coach and man, she is like scary at how well she can get into my head. Cause I know I've got some blocks and things in there banging around and it's like, okay, I need to first identify what's going on in my head, but I also need to know what to do about it. And what kinds of questions should I be asking myself? And she gets in there in an hour. I'm like, get out of there. Like, you know, poking around on stuff. Come on. (laughs) In there around us sitting after this for you. (laughs) Yeah. That's my, that's my emotional sport, emotional support neuropathy or whatever it is like neuro weirdness. That's my emotional support weirdness. I can't think of a word. That's okay. It'll come to me at three in the morning. I'll call you like, Joel, (laughs) right i found it found it voice text voice text it. that's right yeah i I mean what's next question
0: well you're you're, we're going down this path right of of coaching and and you know how and why it works and and then the podcast piece of it is just you know one piece of the puzzle and just like a lot of other things like like in sales right like if you make one phone call it's only going to get you so far. You you better be prepared to make 10 20 phone calls if you want to be able to get in front of somebody or get in front of a prospect and build a relationship. You know, building a relationship takes time, not just one phone call. Um just like we're talking about with the podcast, right? Like it's just one piece of the puzzle to be able to get to the end result. And we talked about podcast, one of the end goals is to build build visibility, right? And then in your business which is very very, you know, unique. I've never seen or heard a, you know, a person in the podcast industry talk about it as a lead generation or having it defined so specifically towards lead generation. So, you know, the visibility, get the messages out there. And so, and we're cutting it and putting it out on the different social media platforms and, you know, all, all together, it becomes a whole marketing strategy, right? I mean, uh, what's what's the full mm-hmm. picture? I, anything I'm missing in that equation in terms of the, the podcast is one piece of the puzzle versus
1: the rest? So it, it's part of a bigger ecosystem and you're right about that. The question to always ask is, well, what's next after that? You just had an amazing conversation. What are you going to do with that? And what I stress so often with people whenever we're talking about podcasting is, yes, it's great content. It's it's amazing content. I mean, if you've got even a video podcast, you're engaging the eyes and the ears of people that are consuming it. But more than that, it's an amazing way to build relationships with people and it's I don't want to say it's magic but I started getting a lot deeper relationships when I started podcasting it supercharged my ability to network with people it just attracted more of the kind of people that a like me as a person and b are more likely to want to do business with me so you know that bigger ecosystem really you probably heard that the phrase find your tribe everybody's got to find your tribe right this is a way to do that this is a way to do that so that's that's the big ecosystem that I'm talking about there's everybody's got probably 500 people that if they can just locate those people they'd be set for life everybody's looking out for everybody everybody's pulling their own weight everybody's looking at how can I serve the people around me 500 people and I think you can do that with a podcast. I haven't achieved it yet, but I'm getting there.
0: <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not one to know. You know, a lot of the numbers and you know, the you know, you, you have your Joe Rogans out there that are just killing it in terms of just visibility and views. And I'm, you know, I don't know what kind of money he's making, but a lot of people they get into social media, they get into podcasting because they they want to make money, right? And you know, I don't know if that's ever going to be in my fate. It's not really my goal, you know, that a lot of other purposes of it, but like you mentioned, you know, somebody may have the goal of being able to monetize at some point in time, but all these other exterior pieces of the puzzle, you know, can turn into valuable opportunities. Like you mentioned, building your tribe, you know, it's knocked down some doors, you know, for me personally, just by being being able to use the word podcast, stupid as it sounds. it it just gives you a little bit more, you know, ability to attract someone's attention that otherwise you may not be able to do. And so um, it's very interesting uh, as I've been doing this for 40 months and you've been doing it a lot longer. I mean, what, when you see some of the other clients, other people in, in this world, I mean, what are you seeing them doing, you know, today versus what they were doing before they started, you know, in terms of confidence or in terms of, Reaching their goals. I mean, are are you are you able to kind of equate that um, in, in, in language form? Yeah.
1: yeah, definitely. So, what I'm seeing these days is the fact that it's so easy to start a podcast means that people can create one and have it be super super targeted. Like, if you had some passion or some hobby or something. That is so unique. And you look at it and say, man, if I started a podcast about that, I may have like a hundred listeners. You know, 10 years ago, it wouldn't have been worth it. You know, you you pick something that's like, well, there's going to be there's a million people out there that would listen to this. Right. But if you only had like a few dozen or a hundred people and that's the tribe that vibes with you now more than ever. People are starting podcasts about that. I'll tell you about one of the most unique podcasts I ever heard about was, it's called Superhuman Public Radio. And I interviewed the host of the show, and it's actually a giant operation. I said, how did you get started with this? Because it's a show that is built to make it sound like a segment on NPR, but SPR, Superhuman Public Radio, it's a universe where yeah, superhumans and mutants are kind of, Mainstream, like not everybody has superpowers, but you're not surprised to hear on the news that there's somebody in North Dakota that can blow fire out of his hands and he uses it to clean snow off of his driveway every winter, right? But um, then they have like commercials interspersed throughout. They're like, Do you have lasers that come out of your eyes sometimes? Have we got the product for you? And I'm like, Man, how did you come up with this? And he said, Well, I hang around a lot of people in theater and voice actors and, you know, people that read audiobooks. And they were out of work because when COVID happened, everything shut down. And he said, so we decided, well, let's make this happen. Let's come up with scripts and let's come up with a way to do it in a distributed fashion. But we're going to make this podcast and we're going to create these stories and craft them and make something really engaging. And I'm like, holy crap, dude. Like 10 years ago, this never would have happened. Nobody would think to do something like this. Nobody. But the ability to create stuff like that you know and i mean that's the same technology in general is enabling people to just manifest with almost godlike capability like at the speed of thought almost we're almost at that singularity that everybody's talking about dude we're almost there and the ability to just crank out a podcast is like hey just make it happen pull the trigger do it and start putting it in there but if it doesn't work out eh. Doesn't really cost you anything except your time. You learned a lot. Take what you learned, apply it to something else. Like I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that anywhere until just recently. So yeah. That's what I'm it. seeing. People are people it. are able to just like dig into a niche and go and not worry about doing things the wrong way. They value the experience more than ever. Value the experience. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and, and that's the thing for me, is that like, you know, I a year ago, shoot, five months ago, I never even a podcast never even entered my brain. It just happened. This Strive for Twenty Five platform, you know, something that's been on my mind in general about helping. What can I do to help the everyday person be able to get ahead and build wealth? I'm in the finance industry, and the mortgage world, and so I'm looking at people's finances every single day—the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. So that's something that I've been thinking about for a while, but a podcast was never even entered my brain. And just one day, I woke up. This is what I'm going to do, and decided to do it. And I mean talk to a couple people you know and zoom a computer a camera a microphone Mm
1: -hmm. that's
0: pretty much it right i mean i'm not saying
1: (laughs) so you're not you're not and and that's the thing too is that there there's a shrinking number of people that they still think this but you don't need to have a ton of expensive equipment you don't even need a sound booth so
0: the biggest thing that I had to get out of my head was, you know, like, is it good enough? Is it going to, am I going to have enough to talk about? Am I, I going to be able to add enough value? And I just had to get over myself that the other day, like starting out, there may only be two people or four people yeah. or no people listening to it. And, and that's okay because the process is more important than the results because it's going to take episodes 10, 20, 100, 200 for it to even have an impact uh, on, on a bigger scale. So, I had to get out of my own way, you know, uh, mentally right. to get to that level, and, and I'm sure there's probably a lot of other people out there. But you mentioned like, hey, find your tribe. and if it's 100 people and you can impact 100 people, that that's then do it, then do it, right? I mean, like, yeah, do it. it. Doesn't have to be a million people, you know. Find your niche, find your tribe, like you mentioned, and, and just do it. Yeah. So, um, and we could talk hours and hours on, on this part of it as well. But you know, I'm sure this takes up you know a number of of hours, days in your week, but but there's this other thing that you guys, that you and your wife are are working on. So can you share a little bit more about uh, the other business and, you know, at what point in time did you say, Hey, you know, been doing this on our own for our personal life until we said, you know, let's turn this into business. What was that process like?
1: Well, the process was we got pestered into starting a business, man. So um, back in 2012, I got diagnosed with cancer and it wasn't a terrible kind. I mean, if you leave it go, it'd be a problem, but, had a surgery, didn't have to have chemo or radiation. It was good, clean bill of health. And we decided okay, we need to start making our own stuff because there's toxins everywhere. Anything, anything chemical, any kind of preservative, it's like you use it for years and years. It's going to add up after a while. So we decided to take control and make a change and change what we eat and what we drink uh, and also what we use on our bodies. And we originally started out doing this ourselves but i kid you not man we had probably a couple years of people saying wow you guys make your own sunscreen you make your own lip balms and bug spray like you ever think about selling this you should sell this and they eventually started saying you should sell this to me how much do you want for that like charlotte was selling stuff right out of her purse practically and we said well i guess it's time to start a business and we kicked things off. We started on Etsy. We needed a low bar of entry. And eventually, we outgrew Etsy. And I still remember the one time when I said, you know, I'm going to see if I can generate some sales here. So I got on LinkedIn because I had like 8,000 connections on there at the time. And I made a post. And I said, hey, I would like to ask you guys if you want to support us in our new endeavor. Um, stop by. Here's our Etsy store. And take a look around and see if there's something in there that you'd like to get. And all of a sudden she said, we're getting a bunch of orders. Like, where are these coming from? I'm like, mm, I couldn't say, I, I can't tell you, you know, but I played it off. Like, Hey, I, you know, I don't know anything was going on, but I was actually helping, but that's what kicked things off. And it's just grown and we've gotten into markets and we've gotten into different pop-up stores. We're constantly making new products. We've got people that are ordering wholesale from us now. That's crazy. You know, getting an order for like 50 lip balms. It's like, (laughs) good thing we have a little jig that we can put these things in and, and melt the stuff down and pour it and get it out. But it's just, it's a blast. And I never thought that we'd be doing something where it's manufacturing and it's fulfillment and it's logistics and it's supply chain. we're we're doing supply chain stuff. Like you got to get 35 pounds of coconut oil. Well, it's going to be here in eight days. Okay. So we got to structure our time and our data, know what we're making when it's like, what, but it's so much fun. And just like what, what I'm doing with the podcasting, you know, we're blessing the world in this way. And there's a lot of people out there that need what we're doing. And we're trying to get it out as fast as we can. And we're building our tribe. We've, got hundreds of people that know us we've got hundreds of people that have bought from us that are telling people about us and it's like this is this is really cool we don't resonate with everybody but the people that really really like us they're like diehard fans we've even got some of them that are affiliates they're selling on our behalf so they're bringing sales into us helps lighten the load tremendously and it's awesome yeah, never thought I'd be doing this when I grew up and she didn't either. She didn't plan on being a business owner. Neither of us did, but she's newer to it than I am. It's wild. The
0: affiliate stuff, right? I love that because you know, coming out of COVID, people making money online, it's becoming more complex to make money online, making money in marketing and social media and affiliate marketing. How can the everyday person find one little niche that can make a little extra money to be able to help pay their bills? Because right now it's, it's tough for a lot of people to be able to pay their bills with the cost of living going up. So affiliate stuff. That's one thing that is so, so I think important for the everyday person to become more aware because there are so many different ways that you can find something that you love and find other people that also love it and be able to maybe uh, make some extra revenue with connecting those people to the right products and in those affiliate links. So, like, if somebody goes to your website and they want to become an affiliate, like, how does that work for your guys' products
1: uh, online? Well, first, it's super easy. So, if you go to exactlyzero.com, right at the top, um, if you're on desktop, it's going to say become an affiliate. Um, If you're on mobile, just tap the hamburger, the menu, open up, and there's an option in there. But what we ask for when someone wants to become an affiliate, just let us know a little bit about you. Like, do you have experience with this? what you're following like you know what what are your goals what do you want to do and you know if we don't know you already we'll probably schedule a conversation have a chat and see if we can learn more about you but once you're approved you get a unique link and actually right before this call i was using some of my skills with automation and stuff nerd stuff um We can say the n-word on this show right can i say nerd okay okay you know what for this show you can but not not. for for this show but oh my goodness man (laughs) um but yeah i was doing a little bit of nerd stuff and i was combining some automation tools with some graphic uh automation stuff that i wrote where if you've got a qr code if you've got a if you've got a unique affiliate link generate a qr code stick it on a particular place on an image And then take all of those images and email them to each affiliate. Say, hey, we got a new graphic for you. Go ahead and use it in your outreach. Here's a blurb if you want to paste this in. We want to make it so stinking easy for people to sell on our behalf. Like we don't want to make people have a full time job, you know, but if we can make it push button easy for them to share about what we're doing and direct traffic to our website and then. You know, we'll take care of producing and shipping and all that stuff and then just send 20% of the revenue over to the affiliate. It's like That's like our little ecosystem. And I think we've got like 12 or 13 affiliates right now, but man, we can have like 200 and it wouldn't take any more effort on our part to keep all the affiliates in the loop. We're going to be busy making soap and lip balms and sunscreen and stuff, but that's the problem we want to have anyway. So that's awesome. So Random question for you, you
0: mentioned okay. the podcast, being able to help with your secret sauce, locate the people that that coach in terms of their target demographic or the target, target client, right? And you have the ability to kind of match that client to the problem that that coach solves. So is there any synergy with that system to be able
1: to increase your network on exactly on exactly zero, Dude, yes, there is. and I am working on a podcast for that right now. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's okay. not random at all. I'm glad I'm glad that's where you went, like, hey, what if you smash these things together? Absolutely. That's you know, we had an opportunity a couple months ago to have our own radio show for a little bit. and we were gifted twelve episodes by a lady, real good friend of ours, and she's awesome. And later on, I went back to her and I said, you know, I, I'm i not sure we're radioing right. Like, what should we be doing? Because we haven't made any sales off of this radio show. And she said, Fritz, you need to start a podcast. And I said, great. I said, that's like my love language. I can crank those out like nothing. What kind of podcast? And so we had a strategy session right there. And she said, if you can make a podcast and have people on to talk about this kind of stuff, then the call to action afterward could be come to the website, purchase a product, become an affiliate, do fundraising, whatever it is. And then you start to build your network that way. And I said, well, shoot. I said, I'm not beating myself up, but why didn't I think of this before? Because you would think, hey, I've got a business over here doing podcasting and like just never crossed my mind to make a podcast about clean living. So that's what I'm working on. And it's, it's still awesome. in its infancy. Yeah. But it's like, hey, I can eat my own dog food. I can talk about this kind of stuff with people. I'm out in the truck anyway. I can do podcasts with coaches for my own show and then switch over and do a podcast with some, you know, yoga expert or something like that and talk about what they got going on. So it's a great way to build, great way to build a network. I guess if one big takeaway, if there's one takeaway, it's an amazing way to network. You will not believe how deep of a relationship you'll have after having someone on your show and just getting the chance to learn about them. I've had people on a previous show I had on years ago. I started, I had like four podcasts at, at one time, man, I'll do anything in moderation. And um, there was a guy I interviewed. And his name was Reverend Fred Shaw. And he was sharing some things about his childhood, about some spiritual um, like experiences that he had. And he's like, I've never shared this with anybody. He's like, I'm not sure why I'm sharing it with you. He's like, but I feel like I can share it with you. I'm like, I got an honest face, bro. I don't know what to tell you, but you know, just being able to be there and be present and listen and have good conversations with people, man, they'll open up and they're going to remember you. You're going to be more top of mind as a result. So yeah, I, love I hope it. to never, I hope to never stop podcasting, man. It's just, it's so much fun. Yeah, I mean all of the
0: the cool, interesting, driven people that you meet, and what's crazy is that you know, you know, I don't, don't want to bring up Twitter because can be a polarizing thing, but Twitter's opened up, and a lot of people out there that are you know being able to get their their voice shared more, less shadow banning, and probably other things too, but less people are are relying on the traditional news media outlets um, and. People creating their own news, creating their own content is becoming more common, and this is the way of the future, right? I mean, you're going to be relying less on the, the traditional outlets and more on in the moment, real people, you know, creating their right. own stuff. You know, I just think it's such an interesting, interesting, uh, you know, topic and uh, industry uh, to be in, and it's only going to only, only going to grow. Like you said, five hundred thousand unique shows going to be produced that haven't even been thought of. Yeah, wasn't that nuts? Yeah. Uh, of course, I don't know where they come with that number, but I'm sure it's going to be a big number like that. Yeah. Um, but very, very interesting. And like you said, you know, that technology is becoming simpler and the technology to be able to then spit it out into the other other social media outlets is just really ne- takes it next level because you can get those, those shorter clips out to more people and like you said, digest it uh, quickly to see if they want to spend more time on it. It's just su- such an interesting thing. Um, yeah. Any other advice or ideas or things you want to share to somebody that's got their passion and thinking about, you know, do I spend time on this or not?
1: Yeah. My advice is just start. Um, I spent a lot of time fretting about, Oh, what if I do it wrong? Listen, newsflash, you're going to do it wrong. The first time. Okay. It's like sex. Nobody ever gets it right. The first time nobody, Um, it's going to be messy. It's going to be crazy, but you're going to learn as you go. And the more that you act on your inclinations and I'm not talking about sex. now. I'm talking about podcast. Okay. Um, okay. the more yeah. that you right, it's like good, clarification, the <laughs> more that you act on your inclinations and try and give yourself the permission to experiment and see what works and what doesn't, you're going to be in a lot better shape. Okay. You mentioned Joe Rogan before. I don't remember what the show format was like. I don't know what it was like back when he first started everybody who knows the name knows what his show is like now it didn't always work like that okay you get to that point and man joel one day maybe you're gonna have a whiz bang studio maybe you're gonna be like hey i'm at my kitchen table right now but a year from now hey man you can buy yourself a ford f-150 and have amazing acoustics (laughs) so but yeah, just try some things. And and it's all part of that journey. It's part of the learning journey. You know, you're getting out there. The vast majority of people are going to be like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But if you're part of the 1% or the 0.01% of people that say, you know what? I don't care what the world thinks. I'm going to get out there. Do it. Do the thing. And you've got our support. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, I just, I just love, I love to hear your story and how you put this all together and how you've taken the service that you provide to your clients and and because and, at the end of the day, like I know I'm in my job, like I'm dealing with chaos every single day, you know, within the mortgage industry. So if I'm, if i paying for a service, especially for something like, you know, a podcast or anything else that's you're, you're you're using to be able to build your business or brand, like you wanted to be on the autopilot. I, I don't want to think about it. I just want to do it and not to think about it. Right. And so right. to have a service that you guys provide, that you just put on autopilot, that's just, uh, just badass badass so <laughs> so cool so uh last thing so goals you know uh levels they're trying to get to for 2023 if we're gonna revisit and say in six months what do you envision yourself wanting to talk about at, at that point in time
1: oh I want to be able to talk about rich people problems I would love to increase our revenue to the point where it's like we have more money than we know what to do with. I mean, my wife and I, we've got some philanthropic goals where we want complete financial and time freedom where we can like go for a month and do missions work can come back and both businesses are running fine. Right. So hopefully in six months I can come back and say, dude, man, we went to Thailand for like a month and like did cool things and now we're back. So I don't know, or I don't know, Georgia somewhere. We'll That's figure awesome. something out. We'll figure something out, man.
0: Cool, I love it. I love- Alex Ramosi is somebody that that I follow online on Twitter. He's a billionaire by right now. He put a tweet out a couple of days ago: solve rich people's problems, they pay better. Yeah, <laughs> put it True. like that. It's like shit. How, okay, now, now then, how do you go find some people that are more wealthy to help them with their problems? Like that's the that's the way. That's the that type of thinking is how those people get to where they are. If you want to be able to get ahead like that, you got to think differently. You know so. That's right. Anyway, That's we talk right. about that all day. But, uh, thank you so much for coming on and spending some time with us. I can't wait to have you back on again. We'll be talking soon. Uh, but Michael Fritches, thank you again. And uh, you know, appreciate your time.
1: Anytime, man. Take care.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Strive for 25 podcast. If you're ready to jumpstart your financial journey and take it to the next level, you may want to join our 30-day habit challenge which you can find on our website, strivefor25.com, strive, F-O-R, the number 25.com. You can also follow us on YouTube and Instagram by searching strive for the number 25. And if you have any questions and want to reach out to us, you can also connect with us on our website. Thank you so much.